Comes out Suzuki, working in, right side, saved by Leonard, rebound, another stop Leonard, puck into the slot, Toffoli shoots, stopped by Robin Leonard, and the rebound goes wide. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Nolan Patrick comes in, drops it off, Howden shoots, he scores! The former Ranger! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace and Millard out at the underground lounge inside the Oil Hotel and Casino. Get down here, hang out with us. A lot to get to, a lot to talk about, but we want to see you out here at the OYO. Chris Chapman, he's live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Woo! What's the number? 702 702-876-1340. The lines are open except for one because we know who's going to lead off the program <laughs> each and every Monday as we dedicate the first half hour to you, the listener, the fan. Talk about the Vegas Golden Knights, talk about the National Hockey League, talk about today's big news in which Jack Eichel has been activated. He will make his Vegas Golden Knights debut on Wednesday night against the Colorado Avalanche and in a separate move. Mark Stone, the captain, placed on LTIR, long-term injury uh, for the Vegas School of the Knights. So you uh, lose your captain, but you gain a top-10 player in the National Hockey League. Uh, we'll get into the sound from Kelly McCrimmon, from Jack Eichel, from Pete DeBoer. All three spoke today uh, just after practice in which the Vegas School of the Knights had a different look on the lineup uh, side of things with their uh, formations uh, today. But, Mike, uh, welcome to the program. Uh, how are you today? Well, did I miss your 4.01 p.m. deadline that you set for me earlier? I was a little bit uh, tardy in getting uh, through everything. <laughs> Normally, I'd like to get to you faster. However, uh, there was just so much news today to plug and promote uh, that I had to make sure that, uh, that I got to it, and you were the casualty some of your time. So uh, it won't happen again. I, I, I count on that. And, and, Ryan, I'm sorry I missed you today at practice. I didn't know you were there until it was too late. Sorry about that. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. I... I I'm telling you, next time I'm seeking you out, buddy. No, it's not hard to find us, as, as uh, you'll find out along the way. But at any rate, this is one of the great days in the history of the Golden Knights. And uh, there was one thing that Pete DeBoer said that I guess, Darren, I've got to get your uh, knee jerk on this. And I know this is the thing he is supposed to say. But in the press conference, he said, you know, we're almost there. We almost have our group back together, but we don't, unfortunately. Well, there's no way to have the group together. I mean, I know he knows that, and I know we all know that, but something's got to give here eventually, doesn't it? Well, I think what Pete's inferring is the fact that uh, you wait uh, three months uh, for Jack Eichel to be activated, and now you have a date 
that's in the very near uh, future within reach uh, that he's going to pull on that sweater and he's going to skate a T-Mobile arena. He's going to participate in a National Hockey League game for your side. And you have to balance that with questions about the decision that, uh, that Mark Stone is going on long-term injury relief. And that's the frustration for him is, is you think that you're getting closer. You, you have this uh, opportunity to have Jack Eichel in your lineup and see what, what he can do to the, to the top 10 player in the National Hockey League level. And you're still not making significant progress because you have to lose something along the way. So th- that, I think that's the way I read the, uh, the statement. Okay, it just sounded like, well, wait till we get everybody back on the ice. Well, that's not even a possibility, but I get it the way he means it, of course, is wait till we get fuller strength than we are now. Well, just the, the idea that you, that you finally get something back and you, you don't have to and you don't get a chance to enjoy all the fruits of it because you're losing your, your leader. Yeah. Well, at any rate, it's semantics, and that's really all it is. The point is you've got so much to cover, and I don't want to take up a lot of your time. But on this Valentine's Day, they did a special on the NHL network that I just like your, you guys have your knee-jerk opinion on. And their, their question was, what do you love most about the game of hockey or whatever, the National Hockey League? My personal vote goes to opening up practice to the public. You, you guys know how much I enjoy that. And that's my vote. I'd like to hear your take on that, if you would. Nice. Uh, great question. And, uh, and acknowledging that you're swiping it from someplace, too. So that's, <laughs> that's outstanding. Uh, secondhand flowers and chocolates uh, from Mike over to the VGK Insider Show. Uh, line open, 702-876-1340. Uh, what's your answer to Mike's query? Uh, so, my, I mean, my favorite thing about the game of hockey is uh, how difficult it is to win a Stanley Cup. I, I, I think that... When you get to the end of the playoffs and you get to see that handoff from from Gary Bettman to the captain of the cup-winning team and understanding just how much goes into winning a Stanley Cup, how much has to break in a certain way, how long certain athletes have been, have been dreaming about that moment their entire life, I think that there's nothing greater in this world than watching the Stanley Cup be awarded, understanding how difficult it is to win to me. It all starts and ends with the Stanley Cup. It's the greatest trophy in all of sports, and it's the coolest thing to see handed out. Uh, one of the great uh, parts about my job uh, in the different roles that I play is uh, being able to talk to current players and former players on a regular basis. I, and one thing that stands out, and I just had this conversation with Paul Coffey, is people are such big fans, whether you're a current player, whether you're a former player, or whether you're you and I. The, the fans are so... Uh, engaged in this sport and uh it's making some huge strides you can see that in in las vegas you can see that uh, with another expansion team but the level of engagement in a hockey fan is truly uh i i think beyond what we see in in a lot of other sports yeah i mean i'd agree with that i think that you know there's there's a certain level of of die hard love for the game that you get with a fan and i think that that comes from going to a game and getting hooked that way there's nothing like hockey in real in in real time in person in an arena and you know you go once you're hooked and mm-hmm. and, and that becomes kind of a, a kind of a calling card for fans but you're right i mean the engagement of fans all around the nhl what we've seen here locally in las vegas and how much this city has has grown around the game grown around the vegas golden knights it's awesome. 
We have one line open, 702-876-1340. Back to the phone calls. And it's Stephanie on the VGK Insider Show. Happy Valentine's Day. Hello, Stephanie. We will connect to it. There you are. I'm here. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. How are you guys doing? Very good. We're we're better now that you're okay. I was getting worried. I had it muted because my kids were screaming, Uh, and then I didn't unmute it. mm -hmm. But uh, for Mike's question, one of my favorite things is just uh, getting to see kids play, getting to see my own kids play, getting to see uh, other people's kids play, getting to see kids play for the very first time. Like, it's just so cool. I love it. There is nothing like watching a bunch of six-year-olds go out and skate after a puck in a group of 12, skate up and down the ice in a group of 12 after one puck. It's, it's when, and by the way, the, the evolution of, of our sport, being able to cut the ice in half and having uh, less ice, more touches for the puck, uh, has been one of the great strides uh, involving our game. But uh, what, what's in your mind today on the day that, uh, that we have a starting date for Jack Eichel? Uh, so that's really excited. Uh, exciting. I'm quite excited that uh, he's going to be uh, out there against the Avalanche. Um, I think that especially losing Mark Stone, uh, getting somebody into our lineup like Zach Eichel for a game against such a strong team is going to be uh, very important for us. Um, I'm very sad, of course, that um, Mark Stone is going on to LTIR, and I'm not going to get into any of the cap circumvention, any of that, but um, him going on to LTIR and having kind of had this issue, I mean, really since, what, the second game of the season, it makes me wonder back to the series against Montreal when Mark Stone got asked, you know, did you have anything that was bothering you? And he kind of said no and brushed it off. It it makes me wonder, and I, I don't know if maybe other people are wondering the same thing, if maybe there really was something that got tweaked that far back that really has just been, you know, Egging, not not egging, but you know, like nagging him and, and yeah, getting nag. worse or, or getting more frustrating. I don't know if, if maybe I'm totally off base or if maybe that's something other people are thinking about. Well, Pete uh, Pete talked about it, and Kelly McCrimmon mentioned it today uh, that it does uh, date back to the last year's Stanley Cup playoffs, and then was uh, part of his early season absence after the the game against the Los Angeles Kings, and it's been something that has has knocked him out of the lineup on multiple occasions this year. Okay, I didn't. I didn't have. I was so busy today. I didn't get to catch nighttime at noon. I was right. going to listen to it after you, know what you that guys tells today. Me? So, Stephanie, you're either fibbing about not catching the press conference, or you've got your finger on the pulse of the Vegas Golden Knights, and you're right on the money. And my my guess is the latter. So, nice job on that. <laughs> I try, I usually do try and listen to nighttime at noon, but I had to get my daughter signed up for skating lessons and take my other daughter out. Dennis, I had all kinds of stuff today. So, uh, nighttime at noon uh, with Shane and Ashley had the uh, three press conferences live, which mm-hmm. was uh, awesome radio today. As Kelly McCrimmon spoke, unveiling uh, the uh, announcement that uh, Mark Stone will be placed on has been placed on long term injury relief, which means he has to miss twenty four days or ten games. And Jack Eichel activated; uh, he will make his Vegas Golden Knights debut on Wednesday. And Pete DeBoer was right in the middle uh, of all that, uh, talking about uh, the decision uh, uh, with his lines and what's going to go forward. And we'll get you uh, caught up uh, with that. Just Stephanie mentioned something in there, and it was cap circumvention mm-hmm. and, and all that. And yeah. it, we might as well deal with it sure. and, and address it instead of just uh, nibble around the edges. Uh, I think a lot of people will point to what happened with Chicago in 2015. Uh, they'll, they'll look at uh, Tampa Bay. 
uh, and no Nikita Kucherov and coming back for the Stanley Cup playoffs because uh, you, you, you can there's no salary cap in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but right. you have to be within the 81 and a half uh, during the season, or at least this season. And the um, the coincidence that Mark Stone is out as Jack Eichel comes in, knowing that you had to make some cap room if you're going to activate uh, Jack Eichel. Uh, this, and, and I understand where it comes from and uh, where people point to uh, raised eyebrows, mm-hmm. except Mark Stone... Like you wouldn't play as many games without Mark Stone if there wasn't something there, and there has been something there. And uh, just as recently as last week, uh, he didn't play. And if you think Mark Stone is going to be available and not play, you're looking for some uh, beachfront property in the state of Arizona. <laughs> you're off your rocker. And so this this one is as. L- from the optics of it, as legit as anything. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's just as, as plainly as I can put it, is you're not going to go a month without Mark Stone in the midst of all the injuries that the, the Vegas Golden Knights had uh, earlier this season. And certainly you're not going to go without Mark Stone, your captain and, and uh, uh, your leader, Right now, with Jack Eichel coming in when you have a chance to, to load up. So uh, I, I, it's, it's all good it's all of a board uh, i understand the looking at it from a sideways glance given what's happened in the past but this one is very plain to to evaluate yeah i mean i i think that it comes down to two things for me when you hear kelly mccrimmon speak earlier today and his basic assessment right now is i just want to know what my team is right yeah. like i just want to have an idea of what this team actually is at whatever full strength, full health means. And you wouldn't want a situation where you lose your captain and bring Jack Eichel back in the lineup because you still have those question marks about what the lineup's going to look like, how you're going to maximize everybody on the roster. You want 34 games with Stone and Eichel in the lineup to see what this team can be and how good they can can really actualize their potential. Uh, The other thing for me, too, is like – you get into a situation with Mark Stone where he wasn't playing back-to-back situations, uh, and you look at the schedule coming up in March, and, and the, the, the most telling thing for me is you look, at the, you look at the March schedule for the Golden Knights, there are three sets of back-to-backs. If Mark Stone's unable to go in a back-to-back situation and you're just kind of prolonging this, take some time, get healthy, push it in the right direction. Yeah, figure so out what it is. And figure out what it is because that's the other thing with the back. It becomes very tricky to understand exactly what's going on and that's what you know a large part of the press conference was today is just there's a lot of unknown right now with Mark Stone and his timeline and what's actually ailing him right now. So give it time, get it right because the most important games this team's going to play are the games that happen after the end of April. And you want your captain back and available and ready. And however long that takes, that's how long it takes. But that's what the Golden Knights need to do. Uh, Final comment on this subject is players want to play. Players are building up uh, their own legacies. Players love the sport. And that's what they want to do is go out and, and play the games. But there's also goals. There's points. There's games played. There's a whole bunch that goes into it, 
uh, and and a player when he looks back in his career wants to know that he played in as many games and scored as many goals and uh, won as many games as they possibly could. So the idea that Nikita Kucherov is going to sit out an entire year just to benefit the Tampa Bay Lightning's salary cap situation is ludicrous, mm-hmm. and that the Tampa Bay Lightning would sit down their best player because of uh, salary cap situations is ludicrous, and then go down the list uh, uh, of the other teams that have been in this uh, in this situation. Conspiracy theories make the world go round. <laughs> they do. There's entire channels built to it, uh, and they deal with it over and over and over on a on a, a hamster wheel. But it's not it's not the case in this situation or or the Tampa Bay Lightning with Kucherov because you just would not play without those two players if you had the choice yeah I mean given the choice you, you want as close of the lineup as as close to a full lineup as you can possibly get the Golden Knights haven't had that all year long and right now they're not going to have it for the next 28 days and it might be longer than that and that's not ideal and anyone that thinks that it's more ideal or or it's going to benefit the Golden Knights in the long run because if if Mark Stone's unavailable until the first game of the playoffs, then the Golden Knights don't have to make any any additional moves. I hear all that. I get all that. But I would rather have in this moment, if possible, Mark Stone and Jack Eichel in the lineup at the same time so that if I'm Pete DeBoer, if I'm the head coach of this team, I get to experiment with all the tools that are going to be available to me come playoff time. And if Mark Stone is rested and they figure out what's going on with the back and he's uh, been through multiple specialists and scans and uh, various tests uh, that they've done if they come to a conclusion on what's bothering him and they're able to alleviate the discomfort and he's ready to go after the 10 games or the 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 24 days 28 days then they're still gonna they're gonna have to make a decision then yeah and and that would be the best thing for the lineup because you get Mark Stone back. So there's no guarantee that, that he's automatically out for the rest of this regular season. And and we have kind of that earlier break in time for Mark Stone. It was about 30 days between yeah. that, the first, that second game of the season when he came back. And, you know, make no mistake about it, when Mark Stone came back into the lineup, he was fantastic. Yeah. He was looking like Mark Stone from when the Golden Knights first made that trade. He looked like a different player and yeah i mean you don't know it could be as early as 28 days it could be a little bit longer than that but the fact of the matter is the only thing that really you really should be concerned about right now is that mark stone gets whatever is ailing him right now taken care of and be feeling pretty fortunate that when mark stone goes on ltir Mm -hmm. you can activate Jack Eichel. What, like, a, what, what, what other world does that exist? Well, I mean, we again, we've been through it before. Earlier on in the year when the Golden Knights were running into injury troubles, it wasn't Jack Eichel you could insert in the lineup, and you weren't just trying to fill the hole of Mark Stone. You were looking to fill the hole of Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, William Carlson. It was a revolving door, and now the Golden Knights have a cavalry in, in Jack Eichel that gets to return to the lineup with 34 games left to ramp things up. And, and, and like... That timeline for Jack Eichel, his recovery and getting back in a game, in a games, and having that amount of time 
to kind of tune himself up before the playoffs. That, that's, that's, a, that's outstanding to me. I, I think Pete DeBoer is one of the luckiest, most fortunate coaches in the National Hockey League to be able to do this. Yeah. To be able to, yeah. dr- when he strokes a line through Stone's name, but gets to activate Jack Eichel and put his name there in the number one center position, it's unbelievably fortunate. Uh, 702-876-1340. What are your thoughts and expectations for Jack Eichel, who will make his Vegas Golden Knights debut this week in a Wednesday night tilt against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Start of uh, three games this week for the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, hosting Los Angeles on Friday and then playing the San Jose Sharks on Sunday. A big week ahead for the Vegas Golden Knights who have uh, a new look to their their lineup. So 702-876-1340. What are you looking for? from Jack Eichel, or is it just going to be slow go, patience, hasn't played in 11 months, be able to just sit back and, and let it evolve? I I know Jack is excited, mm-hmm. and I know Jack's trying to rein in any type of expectations coming out of the gate, but he's also, I mean, he went through a long process with the Buffalo Sabres, yeah. and now is healthy, is pain-free and is playing for a playoff team, he, it'll be hard to re- rein him in and have him not be that ultra-uber-competitive, want-to-hit-the-ground-running type player. So I'm not terribly concerned about Jack Eichel in game number one, right? Like, there's going to be so much adrenaline, so much of that pent-up, I just want to go out and play the game that I haven't been able to play in 11 months. I think Jack's going to be just fine in that first game back. It's kind of the second and third game after taking, you know, uh, a game of of hits and some contact and and how he's going to respond and how he's going to be able to kind of get that going in the subsequent games. I don't think I'm – like, I'm not concerned or worried about him in game one. Normally I feel the same way. Yeah. Except he's had two months. Like like a full – off season to yeah, training camp but type it's not, scenario, no, but it's not games. N- not games, but like, how often does he really get hit? Anyway, that's how, fair. I mean, there, there'll be bumps, and there'll be bruises, and you'll be the general body soreness mm-hmm. uh, line. But I, because he's had such an extensive runway, and he's worked with Misha Donskov and the training staff, uh, and then subsequently into He's been part of full practice for a mm-hmm. while now, yeah. too. Uh, red jersey or not, he's been been doing all the drills. Uh, this is just my gut feeling. Mm-hmm. But I think he's going to be able to have more of an impact than normal, than you would normally expect a, a, a player coming off of injury to have just because of the two months of being around here. You know, I... I look at, again, like I look at game number one, I I think he'll have an impact because I think you're dealing with a guy that's incredibly motivated. And I think that there's going to be a ton of adrenaline and just general excitement to getting to play a National Hockey League game. I think that as it kind of progresses and as Jack gets more and more comfortable, either with his line mates, within the system of what you have to do for the Golden Knights on a game-to-game basis, I just think he's going to get better. Like, I don't look at Jack Eichel as being a guy that's going to need a, a terribly large adjustment period here. I, I think he's that good of a hockey mm-hmm. player that you put him with the right players, and, and we'll get into the lines here in just a, in a little bit. Uh, 
but I go with Pacioretty and Dodonov. Like, you've got two finishers, and the, the hockey sense, the hockey IQ of Jack Eichel, the ability to facilitate the way that he does, and his shot, like, that should be a line that's able to take games over and contribute and put the puck in the back of the net. Call me a contrarian if you want. I think Wednesday is more difficult than Friday. Then Sunday, because you just you get it you get it out of the way, and, and you're building this game. Wednesday, up. the speed at which he's going to go into that game mm-hmm. at against arguably the best team in the National Hockey League yeah. on the biggest run, like you're going from zero to a thousand on, on on Wednesday night, and that that's going to be the adjustment. Is whoa, that game happens fast, even mm-hmm. even for a, sure. a guy like Eichel, and the t- but he's had so many touches and so many different uh, scenarios that, that they've put him through in game situations in, in practice that once he finds that, gets back to being comfortable in that, whether it's in the second period or the third period, uh, on, on Wednesday, I think Friday, he just plays. He's, yeah. he, he's been through it once. He, he doesn't have the... Uh, wondering about his body. He doesn't have the wondering about the, the game speed, and he's played with his line mates for, for a full game. I think Friday and Sunday, and then the next game uh, after that is uh, the next week against Arizona. I think I think those are going to be easier. It, and, and this because it's such a unique situation, it does go against all the, the trends and the uh, normalcies uh, of a player coming off injury in the National Hockey League. But it's it's to to a benefit. Yeah, I, I still think that that again. I, I think that he's going to be able to to carry in or carry on in that first game with with just his his talent, his ability to make reads, and the adrenaline of the moment. The, like I, I can only imagine what it would be like to not be able to play this game for eleven months when you are as talented and and you are as important a player as Jack Eichel is. Like, I, just, I couldn't imagine going through that lengthy period of time that I just think the, the energy is going to be through the roof, the, the want and the desire to go out there and be the best player on the ice is going to be there for Jack Eichel. This is a player that's got a lot, of, a lot to prove. I think game number one is going to be the easier, the easier game for him, and then you start to get into, like, the intricacies of what you need to do, where you need to be, how you need to play. I think those are going to start to... Uh, to come into play games two, three, four, and then it's going to be about adjusting to all of that on the fly. Think about it, your first game, national television, mm-hmm. TNT game uh, against Colorado. <laughs> so you've got uh, the boys and Gretz watching you. Uh, you've got the National Hockey League's hottest team in the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. With McKinnon back. Uh, they're going. You've never played with these guys in a game. Mm-hmm. Not, not your line mates, but these guys. Yeah. Like the rest of your team. And you're at home, and the owner is is going to be there. Mm-hmm. And like, there's there's a lot of focus on that one game. That's that's why I give him sort of the free pass Wednesday, and then you just play, and we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm so excited <laughs> for people to be able to see him do his thing, yeah, and be able to watch him. And there's ask Kelly McCormick the question today, like, what are you most excited about seeing? Uh, from him and because i i'm i'm curious because i, I want to see him shoot yeah uh there's uh i talked to a couple of people today and from buffalo who said that you're not going to be able to believe how fast he is mm-hmm. and his his small space skills yeah like and so there's there's that part uh the general manager today talked about the competitiveness of jack eichel 
that that is one of those things that that kept coming back uh, when they were looking at making the deal and then watching him closely and then watching him in practice here the competitive uh, side of it there's 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 a it's like going to the Grand Canyon and you look at <laughs> all the layers of, yeah. of, of rock. Yeah. There, there's a lot of layers to Jack Eichel and uh, the Grand Canyon spectacular. And I think Jack Eichel is going to be uh, just like that in, in the sense of, boy, there, there's different ways uh, that, that he can impress you and he can do it differently on shift to shift or night to night. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting because you you mentioned him shoot, right? Like Mm. you mentioned kind of the shot that Jack has and and the the curl and drag delay and how he can kind of manipulate those seconds between when you think a shot would ordinarily come off the blade and then when Jack Eichel will release the shot. And, and like, that to me, within the context of a game... Because there's no load-up. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, just, it just kind of explodes out of nowhere yeah. off of his stick. And, like, you need all of those little changes in, in how you manipulate a shot to beat a goalie. And, and when you watch Jack shoot the puck in practice, when you watch him, uh, there are times where you can see why he puts the puck in the back of the net. Because the release just becomes a little bit different every time, and it's hard, I think, for a lot of goalies to pick up on that. I'll, I'll just give you a little something to watch for. Mm-hmm. He can hit the short side shelf like n- nothing else. Yeah. And, and it's one of Max Pacioretty's greatest strengths, too, when he's on the power play, and he's a left-handed shot, and he's going against the grain across the axis, and uh, so uh, he's almost taking the long way against the angle, Yeah. and, and he can do it. Jack Eichel's very similar to that. Yeah, uh, can can go can go glove, but it's almost like he goes short side blocker uh, on, on that off wing for fun. <laughs> and it sounds like Jack Eichel. Yeah, yeah, and and it's just just keep an eye on, on that, and he he can just zip it and. I'll be curious to see whether it's something that he's doing in practice or whether uh, when, when we watch him in the game because uh, that number one power play unit uh, with those two big bodies mm-hmm. with big releases in Pacioretty and, and Eichel going back and forth and either one of them and the goalie's going to have to, he can't cheat either either side because yeah. the guy can beat you with a shot. It's going to open up even, even more. But uh, Eichel and that short side shot is... Something that that makes me drool. (laughs) Just get really excited about it. Uh, Let's take a break. Uh, When we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the lineup uh, configuration. Uh, We'll get into uh, another player who is missing today from practice, and it's on the goaltending front. Uh, We should get into that. Uh, As well as a big trade that was made in the National Hockey League today, and it directly impacts the Vegas Golden Knights. It's the uh, BGK Insider Show live from the Underground Lounge at Oil. Hotel and Casino on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Big day for the Vegas Golden Knights, the BGK Insider Show, broadcasting live Fox Sports Las Vegas from the Underground Lounge at Oyo Hotel and Casino, just off the Las Vegas Strip, having some fun. Chatting hockey with the locals and the tourists. Everybody's into what's going on around the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, lots of giveaways, uh, lots to talk about uh, today uh, from on location at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. This, is, this has been fun because you 
talk nationally. The mm-hmm. Golden Knights are the topic of conversation locally. There's two major stories to talk about with the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, and it all is coming from City National Arena and T-Mobile Arena. Yeah, I mean, the, the Golden Knights are, are dominating not just the, the local landscape here, but the national landscape as well. When you look at the fact that Mark Stone, the captain of the Vegas Golden Knights, has been placed on long-term injured reserve. He will not be available for the Golden Knights for at least the next 28 days or 10 games. That's the time frame for LTIR. And in light of this, though not related, it's two separate situations, Mark Stone to LTIR, Jack Eichel will make his Vegas Golden Knights debut on Wednesday night against the Colorado Avalanche. Poll for you. Okay, hold on, hold on. You're at the water cooler. uh, Let me me get Twitter up and running. I'll I'll put the poll out. You're going to have to say it correctly, though. You go to the water cooler today. Okay. Or you you stumble over to us and you want to talk, chat uh, about the Vegas Golden Knights uh, with us as we're in the uh, second level by the DJ booth uh, at the Underground Lounge. What's the number one topic of conversation? Is it Jack Eichel being activated, or is it Mark Stone on LTIR? Two significant events with the Vegas Golden Knights, and you can say both can be looked at as beneficial one you're, you're going to shut mark stone down and you're going to try and find out what's been bothering him going on to last year's stanley cup playoffs and you're going to give him uh without the urgency uh of getting back in the lineup all the time in the world uh, and then you've got jack eichel acquired in november and he's going to after 34 weeks you're going to be able to uh to put him in the lineup and this is this is uh, an awesome opportunity uh, for, for the Vegas School of the Knights to be able to uh, pick up some like depth. Depth is amazing. But you have one out, one in. And uh, I think it was Kelly McCrimmon who called it a, a bittersweet day mm-hmm. because you, you do activate uh, Jack Eichel, who's a top 10 player in the National Hockey League, but you lose your captain. I'm just curious, from a, from a VGK fan standpoint, is it half full or darn? We, we almost had everybody back and, and a little bit half empty. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm going to put... What would you go with? Go uh, I mean, like for me, I, I, as much as you don't believe this, I'm going to look optimistic here. Like mm-hmm. I, I've been looking forward to Jack Eichel playing right. a hockey game for a long time. And, and, and it, I, I believe that part. Yeah, and it, and it predates Jack Eichel's trade to the Vegas Golden Knights. Like I just, I just believe that that's a player that should be playing hockey. And, and like... The, that, I felt that about Jack when he was in Buffalo, when, when the stalemate there with, with what type of and what course of action he was going to take with his injury. I, I just think the NHL is a better place when you have guys, the, the, the talent of Jack Eichel playing every single night. So I'm going to choose to look at it from, you know what? Yeah, it's a bummer. It, it sucks that Mark Stone is out. But for Mark Stone's sake, get healthy, get better. That's most important. Right now, I'm choosing to focus on Jack Eichel. Because it's going to be awesome to see him play hockey again after 11 months without him in the sport. You know, next week, I might have a different answer for you. Yeah. But right now, I can't be more jacked to see Eichel in the lineup. After watching him practice uh, for the last number of weeks and be able to uh, watch him do his thing in a Golden Knights uniform wearing number nine 
for the for the first time mm-hmm. uh, from the trade when it initially happened and the shock that the, the Golden Knights and Kelly McCrimmon and his staff were able to pull it off to his arrival here and uh, and met in front of the hotel and uh, serenaded with the with the drum line and being able to watch him do his first media availability and then settle in mm-hmm. uh, through it. It feels like an eternity ago. And now you kind of remind yourself, because there, no, there was no timetable. Kelly McCrimmon had been very upfront with us on not putting any type of expectations or timetable on this. But now we have one. For the first time, we have uh, the end in sight for this rehab and be able to see him. And that just is swirling around my head uh, like, like a bee inside a jar right now buzzing you ever see a bee inside a jar Mm -hmm. it's not happy no and it's very active and 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 i think that uh that seeing that that just fun activity of of something just waiting to explode is going to be awesome yeah i i bees don't generally fly in in any type of discernible pattern anyway they're just all over the place in in general but yeah no i do when they're chasing you no they don't no have you ever like studied a bee? It's they. It when, makes no sense how they, they fly. It makes zero sense. They they seem to run in a straight line when they're after me. Well, that's because you're flailing. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. My kids um, make fun of me when I take down the bees net. Wait, what? The wasp nest or beehive or whatever. Do you go go out there in protection or no? Not a chance. Oh come on! Yeah, you do. I'm old school. You know you're ridiculous. No, you no, put I your take, pads on. I'm sure. I take the hose. Okay. All right. And I'm like from 45 feet away, and I've got that thing on the bullet setting, <laughs> and I'm knocking that, that hive down, yeah. and then I'm running like Ben Johnson in the 1988 Olympics. I was two. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Um, no, I, I think right now you're going to have a hard time with, within this fan base of separating the two. Yeah. Right? Like because it happened – essentially on the same day because you have these kind of competing um, emotions with the news. You're you're bummed. It it sucks about Mark Stone. This is the captain of the team. Like, you talk about an identity of what the Golden Knights are and and who kind of is the Vegas Golden Knights. It's Mark Stone. He's been so expressive, so important to this organization that I think any time you have kind of an understanding that you're going to be without that player for an extended period of time, it hurts and it sucks. However, I, I think that if if this fan base had Jack Eichel in the lineup before, maybe you're leaning a little bit more toward that because you have a greater understanding of how good he is yeah. and how good he can be. Um, for me, though, I'm, I'm divorcing the two from one another, and, and I'm more or less just looking forward to seeing Jack Eichel on the ice. I can tell you early returns right now is about 70-30, in favor of the prevailing thought today is, is Eichel's debut Wednesday. That's where people are leaning in terms of what they think right now is the greatest conversation starter here. It doesn't happen very often when a player makes his long-awaited debut. Mm-hmm. But game two for Jack Eichel, Friday night against Los Angeles, may offer as much or more enthusiasm then Wednesday night, once everybody gets a real look at him in game action and realizes what he can do. When, when, when everybody gets to, to focus on this 
top 10 player in the National Hockey League, which is what he is mm -hmm. yeah. and, and was when he was healthy. And now you surround him with a Stanley Cup challenging roster, which he never had even close to no. with the Buffalo Sabres. Some people are going to go in and go, I've heard about him. This is great. I can't wait to watch him. And then Friday night, they're going to be, wow, this is going to be incredible to be able to watch what I just saw for another 33 games. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, again, you, you're going to see a player that can be a difference maker in many different ways. As you've kind of pointed out, Darren, there are so many layers to Jack's game and so many ways that he can impact the game offensively, defensively, however you want to play. He can be a power forward. He can be uh, gritty in the corners. He can beat you one-on-one. -on -one. He can do a lot of different things. He's got some he can, bite to him, He right? can score. He can facilitate. And I think that the way the Golden Knights have it set up, the way Pete DeBoer has things set up right now in terms of the lines is you give Jack Eichel the ability to use Max Pacioretty and use Evgeny Dodonov and use those guys that have that finishing skill to play off of, you're giving Jack everything that he needs to succeed right off the bat. And for a player that is used to driving lines on his own from his time in Buffalo and being very successful over a point-of-game player in those situations, I, just, I shudder to think of how impactful Jack can be when he's playing on a line and playing on a team as deep as this Golden Knights club is. He's going to be nervous. He admitted yeah. today that there's some of that, uh, those vibes going through, emotions going through. But he might be more giddy than he is nervous. I think so, yeah. Just because of who he's going to skate out with. Yeah. And he's going to play with uh, Dodonov and Pacioretty to start, but the power play unit. And then that environment at T-Mobile. I bet you there's a, a point where if you got him quiet moment on the side on Thursday afternoon in between his uh, debut and his second game where he, he admits that he looks around that crowd at T-Mobile Arena and goes, it was long. It was a hard-fought journey to get here with the falling out of the situation with the Buffalo Sabres sticking to his beliefs with the disc replacement surgery and then the subsequent recovery but boy it was worth it i i, I think the, he'll he'll take that moment and he and he should take that moment on wednesday night to absorb uh the environment and, and the situation that he's in now yeah i i think that he will i mean you're you're talking about a player that has i think a lot of expectations on his shoulders right now um because, as, like, as you mentioned, he, he's kind of the, the pioneer for artificial disc replacement in hockey players. And as much as Jack expects a lot of himself as a hockey player, as much as he wants to help this team win, like, he's, he's carrying the mantle as, as a guy that, that, you know, stuck his neck out, no pun intended, to, to stay true to his beliefs of what type of surgery would be best for him. And the fact of the matter is he's got to go out there now and perform so that it opens the door for even more hockey players that might be in that same situation to, to follow in his footsteps. So there's, there's a lot about this situation for Jack that goes maybe even beyond just the hockey, but I think that that leads to a more motivated player. Do you and think there's some pressure on him? I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 
I, I think that that's natural. Like, any time you step outside of the norm and do something that you believe wholeheartedly is right in your convictions, if it goes against the grain, there's always going to be pressure on you to see if you perform the way that you expected to, the, the way that, you know, people told you you wouldn't. Yeah, there's a ton of pressure on him. The fact that he, in Kelly McCrimmon's briefing today, talked about when they discussed Jack Eichel with different people, the bigger the game, the better he played, mm -hmm. also lends itself to hitting the ground running. Let's go. I mean, you're, you're talking about a, an opponent in the Colorado Avalanche that just doesn't lose hockey games, mm -hmm. right? Like, I think they're 33-3 and three in their last 36 games. Like, it is astronomical how dominant this team has been though for the golden knights you're, you're getting them i think in a good spot it's going to be a back-to-back -back situation for the colorado avalanche you do get to if you're pete deboer control the matchups as best you can um i i think you you give jack eichel kind of a canvas against the best team in the league right now as his first game back and you give him all of that energy that pent-up energy from 11 months of not playing the game i think jack's gonna have a moment. I don't know if it's going to be one of those situations where he takes a game over, but I guarantee you at some point against Colorado on national television, Jack's going to do something that only Jack Eichel can do. Yeah, the, the announcers will say, that's why they yes. acquire Jack Eichel. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I don't know whether it's Eddie Olchek or Darren Pang doing the, uh, the broadcast on Wednesday. They'll do it better than I just did. <laughs> but but that, that insinuation uh, will be made. 702-876-1340. If you dial that number right now, 702-876-1340, we will give you a six-foot sub from Porta Subs, and we will enter you into a draw for a chance to win a Yeti cooler, courtesy of our friends at Finley Volvo Cars. 702-876-1340. The only thing we're missing right now is a caller number, Ryan. Number nine. Number nine for Jack Eichel coming your way. He will uh, wear that number on Wednesday night in his VGK debut. We have the play of the day. We have a big trade to tell you about in the National Hockey League. And we have some sound from the likes of Kelly McCrimmon, Jack Eichel, and Pete DeBoer as we continue on the VGK Insider Show on location from Oyo Hotel and Casinos and the Underground Lounge on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. We are your number one source for hockey talk in the Las Vegas Valley and a big day for the Vegas Golden Knights at City National Arena after practice leading up to Wednesday's return to play against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon stepping before the media, the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights, announcing that Jack Eichel will make his debut on Wednesday and that Captain Mark Stone has been placed on long-term injury reserve. So one out, one in, but a significant debut coming up in just a little bit. It's the VGK Insider Show broadcasting live from the Underground Lounge in the oil. We are here every Monday from 4 until 6, so stop by, say hi, and uh, come and chat with us. We've got VGK drink specials for you, Bacardi, New Amsterdam, and Jim Beam, all 3 bucks. Hey, now. Bud Buckets, 5 for 10 bucks. That's pretty good. And that enjoy is. free parking and a short walk to T-Mobile Arena. When you say 5 for $10, yeah. I'm doing the math on that. It's good. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Buckets after the game. Uh, or after, after our show. Jeez. Buckets. I saw Jack Eichel with his bucket on today uh, as he was uh, <laughs> doing the recording for the Nitron uh, yep. and the uh, game presentation for the Vegas Golden Knights. And you, you 
pointed out something very accurate. It was the first time that we've seen him in his full kit. Yeah. Uh, during that uh, process, uh, VGK Twitter also put it up, but uh, that that was neat watching from above. Yeah, it was it was such a cool experience to to walk out after media availability and just see Jack on the ice doing his thing. And yeah, as as I walked out of the out of the rink, I I, I remarked like that's the first time I've seen Jack Eichel in a full Golden Knights Did you uniform. Take a picture? I didn't take a picture. No, no I, I, I'm not I, sure you were supposed to see that actually. I, I mean, it is what it is. Like, it is, but, but at the same time. I didn't take a picture, and I wasn't going to put it on social media. Like I, I'm, I'm respectful. In I that. thought I was on to something because I was telling Gary Calloway and uh, everybody yeah. in the communications and PR department sure. that uh, the media was walking by, but they already knew it. They were, I mean, they were fine. It just, it just so happened that that's exactly what time we were let out. Yes. You know, so I saw it. Mm-hmm. I'm, say, I'm talking about it. So but you I, saw I him take... before his debut. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Like I'm not going to lie. That was a cool mm-hmm. perk of the job today. Uh, I love watching Brady Hackmeister, the uh, uh, lead uh, graphic artist uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, mm-hmm. and he loves playing. Good good hockey player. But uh, showing Jack what to do for the uh, scoreboard uh, actions, like how to celebrate and how to, how to like, <laughs> like slide the puck over here. And I just have this, uh, this in the back of my mind. Because normally you do that during training camp. Yeah. You do go through all, all those uh, uh, routines, and one leads to the next, and it's just uh, – Part of your day is is, is the uh, presentation of content and the accumulation of content. But this was this is right in the middle of the season, yeah. And it's a one-off. And I'm trying to think of what, what Jack was running through Jack's mind as Brady's telling him, like, "Okay, celebrate like this, do this." Um, and I love I love Brady. Maybe I've I've scored 139 goals in the NHL. <laughs> like I'm probably good. I think I know what I'm doing. But it's here. Impo- yeah, you had to celebrate in a certain <laughs> way because you, you, they got the cameras set up, so they were, they were doing it that way. It wasn't like okay, Jack can, can celebrate. But uh, I was I was watching the two of them uh, communicate. Uh, it's the play of the day time on the VGK Insider Show, and for this. We go back to a little late game magic for the Columbus Blue Jackets against the Montreal Canadiens. Haunted goal with a big stop moments ago. Final seconds. Here's line A scores. Power play goal. 6.5 left. <laughs> How about that? Here's Zach. A little pump to the middle. Pulls the coverage to the middle of the ice and then says, hey, Patrick, this where it belongs. Far side. Hot and hard. What a release. Patrick Line. He's ready to go to Calgary as the Blue Jackets get a late third period goal. Jeff Rimmer, and that was Jody Shelley, former National Hockey Leaguer, with the call on the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets television network. The best part about that whole soundbite and the play of the day was the you could hear the post mm-hmm. before Jeff called the goal. Yep. It just ding. Uh, in in Montreal, where the uh, the Canadians uh, have not won since the coaching change, but everybody's saying are making great strides. Do you believe that? I don't. But that's for the next hour. Sorry, I'm just laughing. As the goal tonight, uh, wait for Jack Eichel to make his debut, and the Montreal Canadiens uh, are selling off ahead of the NHL trade deadline, as they made a significant trade. It's not just Columbus going to Calgary. It's a member of the Montreal...